Hi, I'm Larry, and this is Larry's Sort of Fun Stories. Most of what you'll hear or read about actually happened somewhere in my life. Sometimes you'll hear about my experiences, my strengths, and my hopes as I continue to grow as a person. You'll discover that I've made mistakes along the way, but I'm trying one day at a time to live a better life and sharing a little of it as we go along here on Larry's Sort of Fun Stories. So thanks for joining me. Just a little note, this podcast is sponsored by Z. Michelson Travel. You can contact Z at zmichelsontravel.com. And Z spells her name Z-E-E. And Z also tells me that she likes to make your travel dreams come true. Also, check out my blog at Larry's Sort of Fun Stories. Today's episode is going to be part one of a three-part series about a radio station that I helped develop in Lincoln, Nebraska back in 1975. I hope you enjoy the journey down memory lane with KBHL. KBHL Lincoln. It all started April 1973 on a driving trip from Lincoln, Nebraska to Peoria, Illinois. It was Easter weekend, and I couldn't find any inspiring or contemporary Christian music on the radio. So I dreamed, what if there was a station like that that played contemporary Christian music? 24 hours a day. That vision and dream kept burning within me. After returning from Peoria, I set out to establish such a station. The word spread. For over a year, I was speaking at various churches all over Nebraska sharing the vision. I was able to assemble several businessmen in the Lincoln area, like Raymond Zink and Dr. DeWarrick, broadcast engineer Larry Brandt, and future news director Bob Kellogg. And then I took all the money I had at the time, with all my heart and soul, and I devoted to establishing the first contemporary Christian music station in the country. Here's how God had worked it out. KFMQ had just moved up the dial, and they left an FM frequency available, which is practically unheard of today. And that's how 95.3 was born. It was important to brand the station, saying words that would convey God's love for us. And choosing the right call letters were important. But KBHL always merged to the surface. KBHL, which meant kept by His love. That just said it all. The license was filed with the FCC. The process took longer than it does now. Larry Brandt, who was one of the original investors, was a broadcast engineer at Channel 10. He worked many hours, mainly at night, assembling the Broadcast Control Center in the old library building on 48th Street and at the transmitter site, which was on the 11th floor of the Anderson Building in downtown Lincoln. As well as physically assembling the facility, there had to be a loyal staff of dedicated people who wanted to communicate the gospel to Lincoln, as well as sharing their talents and their love for radio. Glenn Dean was the first overnight person. He had a real heart in ministry for the nighttime. 
Tom Smith was a highly talented and creative individual who had just graduated from John Brown University. And he came to Lincoln and he lived with me until the station went on the air. Tom was responsible for creating the Sound of the New Life music package. He also wrote and produced the Weekend is Now theme. Additionally, he produced jingles for some local businesses for an advertising agency. J. Michael Dwork was the first afternoon drive. Mike always had a dream for such a station, and he was a dynamic person. He played the music and he shared his testimony of how he had been kept by his love. Bob Kellogg was the first news director. Bob felt he had an obligation to keep our listeners well informed on current issues, as well as it's important to share the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Headlining the news this evening, KBHL is now a reality. It has been approximately two years since serious work began to put together a dream held by Larry King, president and general manager of Sounds Experience Broadcasting and KBHL. It took a lot of money and hours, but more than anything, it took patience and an abiding faith in Jesus Christ. Today, the Federal Communications Commission telegrammed permission for this station to begin broadcasting on frequency 95.3 FM. Special recognition should be given to Chief Engineer Larry Brandt, who almost single-handedly put the station together piece by piece. Speaking on behalf of the entire staff of KBHL, we truly believe that we're kept by his love. More news after this. Rick Fralick was the sales backbone for the station. He had just graduated from college and had a business degree. He was a good asset for meeting the business community. Diane Kelly was the office manager. She'd grown up in young life. Diane had to completely establish a logging system and bookkeeping for the station. And I, Larry King, I was the first morning drive announcer. Plus, I had all the duties of station general manager. I was called the answer man. Finally, on March 6, 1975, and at 6 p.m., in the middle of an ice storm, KBHL went on the air. And Mike Wagner did the... Well, that's where we're going to end with part one of the story of KBHL here on Larry's Sort of Fun Stories. Uh, Next week, we're going to look into more of what happened with the radio station and a lot of the promotions that happened in the radio station. Well, that's it for this week's story. You can see that it's all a part of my life. Maybe you've had some circumstances similar to mine. I hope you'll enjoy the journey with me again next week and find out what happens. You can also check out the blog as well. That's Larry's Sort of Fun Stories. And if you're looking for some traveling, check out ZMichelsonTravel.com. And remember, Z spells her name, Z-E-E, and she tells me that she likes to make your travel dreams come true. Again, thanks for listening, and be with us again next week for part two of the KBHL story. And I'm Larry, always looking for a sort of fun story to share with you.